The Club Championship Show on OTB Sports. Brilliant game of hurling, edge your seat stuff, Tony Kelly, masterclass from start to finish. To win a Connacht Senior Championship is uh, it's special. The Club Championship Show. Subscribe to the GEA podcast feed on the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM. With Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. Alec Quinlan is with us. Um, we had Rod on earlier. Still doesn't know where the game is going to be played. Uh, quietly hoping for it to be in Dublin. Sounds like I'll fly to Belfast and get the, the coach down. But not not ideal for Ulster to be facing La Rochelle all of a sudden in the RDS if that does happen. No, it wouldn't be, I think, uh, given what happened last week away in Sale. Um, they'd like to get home, get the crowd behind them, get a good start in the game because um, I think uh, you know I was listening to both of you this morning, and you know Roger's always intriguing about the mental side of things and you know standards and stuff like that, and that's it doesn't surprise me at all that he's always thinking that way. He was like that as a player, so you know mentally getting the La Rochelle side after winning it last year, and it's always hard when you win a trophy to keep the standard or even prove it because. You know, every time team that play La Rochelle, it, it's a big game. It's yeah. a bigger game because you've won something. So um, mentally, um, it, it, it's a big test for them as well, going away to Ulster and um, knowing there's going to be a reaction. You know, we spoke about that on Monday about, and it's uh, a lot of people have spoken about. You know, the surprise at Leinster the way or at, at, at Ulster the way they capitulated over in Sale. I think there was a hangover from the Leinster game, the second half of the Leinster game in the RDS the week before. We've always questioned their mentality a little bit, um, respectfully. Well, there was a flakiness there. Yeah, and, you know, Ulster are a side that can go to the Toulouse and win like they did last year, yeah. produce a brilliant performance, and then they lose the, the game back in, in Belfast. So... Um, Small margins when, when at the top level, and the mental side of it is 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 really important. And I think um, so. It doesn't surprise me that he's continuously trying to push that because he was like that as a player. But this is a big, big pressure game for Ulster and Dan McFarlane's side. They will want it in Belfast. Going down to Dublin is not going to be ideal for them. It makes it, um, it takes away a little bit of that home advantage, the obvious home advantage, and the energy that they can create in the Kingspan. Yeah, I do wonder what the atmosphere will be like. Will there be a lot of um, La Rochelle fans all of a sudden um, coming up from Munster and Leinster? Like, you know, we... I sp- don't think so. Sports, sports fandom is weird. We don't really want our neighbours to be doing well. Yeah, and uh, we're good at, as Irish people at uh, <laughs> clipping each other. Then when they come together for Ireland, we... That's all fine. All yeah, all that's that. different. But... Um, I think there's a lot of people who would have a lot of respect for Ronan, um, particularly in the supporting plan for Ireland. So it wouldn't surprise me if there was Munster people and Leinster people hoping that La Rochelle could possibly beat Ulster. Um, on the flip side of it, there'd be other many people thinking it's an Irish side against the French side. We want the Irish side to do well. So you get a mixture of everything there, really, don't you? And yeah. we've had that debate for so long when Leinster are playing, do Munster fans want them to lose or win? Yes. Yeah, well, there's a there's a minority on both sides. There and is. It works both ways. Yeah. When we were winning in 06 and 08, we're, you know, there was probably more of a Leinster... You were, you were likable, though. Yeah, possibly. It was OK the first time, Alan. I don't know. Was <laughs> I ever likable, Gerard, the way I played? But um, there was probably more Leinster people saying, well, look, you know... But then when the rivalry and the bitterness and the lack of them not Leinster not winning it, it's all relaxed now, you know. Everyone is... 
uh, it is relaxed I, and but it shouldn't be right. I That's even had a brother, my brother, during the week telling me, "God, I like watching Leinster. Like they're great." And I was there, Jesus, you're gone soft. You know what I mean? So. Um, we want to smarten up a little bit down there. Exactly. Uh, speaking of that game on Sunday, right? Um, Northampton Munster one o'clock live commentary on off the ball on News Talk. Um, what what do you expect in terms of uh, response from Munster to last week? Because they've they've got a lot of credit for even uh, O'Garrett today in the, in the paper is saying you know real signs he enjoys watching them again. You can see what that the um, coaching ticket is trying to do and. Um, that's a dangerous place where you lose a game and you get it's, credit. You know, it's 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 down to expectation and reality. You know, Munster of and it's from even the last number of years. I've always thought if Munster get in near the knockout stages and they get that home qualifying round sixteen, they'd be very hard to beat. They're possibly in a qualifying semi final, and then it's kind of roll of the dice, bit of luck, getting right injuries. And maybe they could. We saw last year. Maybe they could. Yeah. Foolishly, you might be thinking maybe they could um, surprise. And, and if they get in near near that that end scenario, the history and the stuff might. So uh, there's a few times where I've thought that maybe they have a chance this year. We like with all due respect, and I think um, they notice themselves. They're not winning the European Cup this year because you have to have real depth in your squad. Um, I think if they get all their players available and if they had RG Snyman back and you know they've a Dogbo miss and Thomas Ahern at the moment Finney and Witcherly so there's a bit of a depth problem there in around the pack to, to tweak things as they go along um, Andrew Conway's still out Keith Earls is just back um, if they had everyone fit and available I think they'd be a handful for most teams on their day but so giving them the pass um, is is down to really and I spoke about this at the start of the season, is the expectation and the change of, of the way they're playing and dealing in reality. So what we're seeing now, and I've always said this about Munster, fan, Munster fans, and I feel it as a former player, if you go out and play with passion, fight, energy, and you're trying to play, the fans will accept that. Um, of course they'll give out when they lose and things should have been better and stuff like that. But... You know, it's not that the Munster mentality is now accepting of, of being second best or second rate or third rate or whatever the case may be. But I think there's a little bit of optimism there. And it's kind of a bit of more of a glass half full. Um, people are trying to be optimistic there and say, look, they've seen changes and, and we've seen them. So most teams would struggle against that Toulouse side, home yeah. or away. The one thing is that there have been... In, in the Van Grand era, and it's, it's hard to compare and contrast because it's so early in the new era, right? But in the Van Grand era, there will be these good one-off performances. Yeah. And then immediately afterwards, it'll be a letdown. So they do... Ulster beat them in the quarterfinal at home yeah. a couple of years back. And then last year, the, the Toulouse game, great. But then immediately afterwards, URC out. Competition over, season yeah. over, That's dead down to duck. depth. It's down to mentality. It's down to coaching. A lot of teams, it's like the FA Cup, isn't it, historically in, in England or um, a club GA game where the favourites are coming to town or whatever and you can rally the troops you can create a buzz and energy you can go out and rip into them the old Irish mentality bring passion, energy you can't do that every week Jerry. you can't get that energy and emotion at any sport where where you get a balance is it's built on sand. Get, yeah and it's happening so you tweak yeah. three or four changes the guys that are coming in are hungry 
but they're good players as well. And well coached. They're pissed off that they're not selected the yeah. week before. So they have a point to prove. So you can actually... Cody has done it the best over the years, hasn't he, with Kilkenny? Mm. You know, making those two or three changes, keeping that, that the fires burning um, and creating a little bit of a bitterness and stuff. It's down to depth. So Munster don't have that depth across the board and they don't have that experience. But what we're seeing is some young players and some positive signs. So it's a big game. It's a massive game because this is one now that don't don't like make sure the progress the, is, the, is the, real. The kind of free pass is is, is 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 not there for this one. So if Munster go over to Northampton and have a really poor performance and are beaten, well then it kind of sets them back a little bit. So it's a pressure game for them. If they win it, they have a real chance of being in the round sixteen because you'd imagine then that Northampton are are finished because they've lost their first two that Munster would beat him in the back-to-back game. And then they're possibly on eight or nine, ten points. But they didn't get a bonus. They got a losing bonus point last week. So if they were to get four or five over, you're on five or six. And then the Northampton game, you could be up around 10 or 11 points, possibly. You're in the qualifying zone there. And then you're heading to Toulouse with the pressure off, throw caution to the wind a little bit. and and they're in the round sixteen, but look, losing Sunday and it's it's there's no round sixteen. No. But the the reality is they're go- again they're playing a side that it just depends what Chris Boyd and his uh, Phil Dawson we played against many times. If it was him standing in front of the players, he's a real competitive guy. I played against him many times. He's their coach. Um, I think that. They're going to meet a Northampton side, I think, that will won't make it easy for them, and will really want to win this game. So, it's it's a pretty, um, it's a tough place to go in Northampton, but it's a real test for Munster. And I, there's no gimme here. This there's a, I don't like the fact that there's a bit of a Munster will go to Northampton and win on Sunday. They're not saying it themselves. This is going to be a real kind of tough tough game for them, but. There's an opportunity there because it's not a Toulouse, it's not a La Rochelle, it's not a Leinster, it's not a, you know, a big, big, big squad of players. Just as a brief aside, Alan, on something you mentioned earlier, um, you had an edge to your play, there was a bitterness towards, we'll say, the, the Leinster players. How did you find going into the Ireland camp then? Were you able to camp that? Uh, you know, when you're seeing a lad and you're not, you know, you're you know very physical with them all that kind of crack were you able to part that when you went to Ireland and is that completely different now the edge not to say that the edge is gone but they're with each other so much more now at international level it's taken away a bit of that edge it has and it's down to we spoke about these rivalries many times yeah it's it's team Ireland now and that's maybe it's for the best Um, it takes a little bit away it doesn't mean that uh, Leinster or Munster don't want to beat each other and Leinster have shown that uh, they've been pretty ruthless in in their in their performances against Munster. They'll they'll always want to beat each other, and the same with the other provinces. Connacht, Munster has become a real kind of spark to that mm-hmm. that derby match over the years. Was I able to park very easily? And you might think I'd be the one that wouldn't because for for the way I played a little bit, but very easily because I always thought that um, um, you know being being selected in an Irish squad was a real privilege and you've got to buy into it so I never had an issue with it and I don't think anyone ever had I think what would have happened is players would have been 
And this happened in 09 after the Grand Slam when that famous Rob Carney statement when he said the Munster players play with more passion and they're more with Munster than Ireland. So um, that kind of brought it out in the open and, and made it... Uh, made players more conscious of it, and I think it had an, a, a different a difference because naturally everyone would mix around together in the hotels and stuff like that, but they wouldn't be heading out. You know, we went on a trip to Lanzarote one time at pre-season training camp in December. I think it was two thousand six, five or six, and uh, I think we, we 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 got the pass for a few points one night, and there was seven Munster players or eight Munster players down reception, one Leinster player. That was Mallow Kelly. And it wasn't that the Leinster fellas didn't want to go, but they were naturally doing stuff with them th- themselves. You they were know? cliques, though. That's that's the definition of cliques. Yeah, yeah. But when that was brought out in the open, same, yeah. yeah, we hadn't really thought about it. So it was just naturally. Well, you, you're at dinner and you kind of go to a couple of your closer mates and friends that we we go for a pint or we're going down to the shop or we're going out for a bite to eat. That stuff happened. But um, it didn't always happen, and it didn't happen because of people consciously made decisions to go. Well, don't ask him. Don't ask him, and you know, keep it quiet. It just was like we're going for a few points, and this stuff happened a bit. But um, it didn't always happen. You know, I remember uh, we were in Bilbao for 2003 World Cup for a training camp, and we went out, and it was everybody, you know, everybody, kind of in. Um, so that didn't always happen. So, but I think it around that time it was really. Um, Declan Kidney was the one who kind of had that meeting and stuff and it was well documented that here's a young Leinster player challenging a kind of a group who, who maybe well who had won two European Cups not consciously decided that you know we just kind of moved around in the groups together and um, but it's different now they're all mates they're pals they do lots of stuff together they meet outside of rugby and stuff so it's it's just different times uh, let's talk about the the Leinster Gloucester game. Um, Gloucester make thirteen changes from their win over Bordeaux last week. I checked the spread. There's thirty five. Leinster are thirty five point favourites for the game tonight. Not great for the Heineken Cup. No, it's not, and it's uh, it's very it's very disappointing in a sense that you're you're in round two, and you have this many changes in a, in um, a Gloucester side coming to Dublin. Do I do I blame Gloucester? Well, no. so just explain they're they're going to be grand. Well, they they so they won last week against Bordeaux, uh, bonus point win at home, five points on the board. Uh, they've three games left in in this th- these rounds. There's four rounds, um, so they've three games left. They have big Premiership games coming up in the next few weeks and through the festive period. Uh, do they send their full strength side to Dublin and still realistically get beaten? get bruised and battered or do they rest them this week concede the match practically and and uh, keep them all ready for their for their league game next week and their run of matches that they've coming up um, so I don't blame Gloucester I, I think the tournament format there's a problem with it I'm kind of sitting on the fence here because I find it hard I think the format changed the, the problem here player welfare and all that stuff has come to the to the four in the last number of years for rugby finding more weekends for these and and like that emotional thing that I was saying to you Michael getting kind of up every week and expecting teams to be up on all big games is hard and it kind of wears out clubs and players but something has gone wrong the two pools of 12 makes it very confusing to know who's playing who 
or what what relevance the table okay, has. And like, yeah, you can go into your your computer or your phone and see the fixtures and find them, but just having people talking about them, yeah. having an interest in them. Well, the pool draw was great because you used to be able to go, oh, the back to back would be around now. There'd already be a couple of games gone. I I just love that as a player. Yeah, you, you're going over uh, start of December and you're these two weekends in December. Uh, last week and this weekend back to back I'll never forget playing Papillon in one, I think it was 2002 or 2003 we beat them well in Thoman Park and thought you know we're, we're in a good position we went over there the week after and got absolutely not not scoreline but just we, 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 we encountered a different beast they were angry they were aggressive they were dirty they were the crowd were on top of us um, I love that and, and over the years it was brilliant I'm not saying that it has to go back but there's something wrong now that you're in round two and you've teams and they won't be the only team that'll be picking weakened teams this weekend um, Gloucester but it's disappointing because <laughs> but Gloucester can pick a weakened team get hammered by 60 points and still qualify for the last 16 so they can go then and play uh, Bordeaux away in the next game and by which there's Bordeaux no, Leinster away in the next game Um Still having Leinster at home is going to be very difficult for them in the King's home, but their priority is the Premiership. And yeah. and you know, if you ask them, if you ask them what what their goal is this season, is it to win a European Cup? I don't know, but it's it's a shame, it's a pity because the old format. And a lot of people mention the old format, but going back to what I was saying, we we've a less weekend this year in the, in the Champions Cup, Heineken Champions Cup, because. Um, you know, we normally would have had nine rounds. We've eight rounds this year. We had nine last year, even in the old format. Yeah. But going right back to the old format of the, the pools of four, um, coming out of that, yeah. top two maybe get out. Can I move on? Because I'm nearly out of time. But um, during the week, I was like, well, Warren Gatlin, he's just back. What's, what's the first grenade he's going to lob? It's like, oh, uh, Andy Farrell's the only man for the Lions job. I was like, that's interesting, Warren. I wonder, wonder what his experience was coming back from the Lions every time and how easy it was to just drop the players you know not bring them on the Lions tour and then go back into the squad and go no I still love you you're still really good you're just not as good as him but I'm going to ask you to go and beat them now next week it's not I, I often wonder if actually no current international head coach should be the Lions manager that actually you need to be outside of the yeah, four there's, there's, countries yeah but he's had great success to be fair um the biggest disappointment was the, the, the last tour, I think. Yeah, it was and terrible, it kind but of, coming back was always difficult for him. Yeah, very difficult because you had an interim coach stepping in for Wales. He would have been out of the job for a year. Um, but it worked. It seemed to work. Would it work again? So if Andy Farrell was to step out for a year, maybe that's what happened with the Emerging Ireland Tour to to, to let these player, the, co- the other coaches off and see if they can do the job. Who knows? But he is the obvious candidate. And I think... Um, so who's the, who's the interim head coach? Who's the interim head coach? Well, it's either Simon Eastery, Paul O'Connell. Well, do they do they oil up and wrestle for the job, or is it like, no, you take it? It might you be a, jo- it? a joint role. Um, neither might want it, um, but I don't know. He's um, if you know for the next Lions tour. But so, listen, all can change in 2023. It look, did happen in 19. So, yeah. Andy Farrell might be under pressure this time next year, World Cup, all that kind of stuff. So who knows? And he knows that. But I think at the moment... There's two ways of looking at it. Glass half full is... Uh, well, the glass half full is, is, is there's a lot of Irish players in the Lions tour if it's next week. And also then... That can change very, very quickly. Sure. But it, to finish that, like if, if he goes and does the job, right, and O'Connell steps up and is the interim head coach, then 
the succession plan is immediately there for after the next World Cup. Say say it all goes well, right? For whatever yeah. whatever that definition is, then O'Connell gets like a full year being the head coach with no massive pressure because he knows that Farrell's coming back after the Lions and he's got that experience and then the, the IRFU are in a happy place where it's like well we, we know we have an international quality head coach who, who's cut his teeth has had the experience is part of the system and is you know, so I can see how that would work yeah but that's if the results are good yeah, if yeah. it happens you yeah. know what I mean so it's a results driven business that's half empty it all goes to shit yeah of course but at the moment you would think he's the obvious candidate and um, I think this time with Gatti I think um He's just telling the truth. It's not a grenade. Yeah, it's not a grenade, and I, I think know, he's uh, maybe he. He's always they have a very good relationship as well, Andy sure Farrell, and so yeah, he yeah. could be an assistant coach. I'm just cynical, you know. Oh, maybe, yeah. Could he be could going with Andy Farrell yeah. rolls reverse this time. Having but, the crack. Um, yeah, for sure. As a uh, as on provocateur. Well, that would be interesting. So long as uh, Andy Farrell gets to decide what rugby the Lions plays as opposed to Gatlin, because it was terrible the last time. It so. wasn't good the last time, and uh, but that wasn't down to Warren Gatlin totally. No. I think it was these assistant coaches and stuff and came out about that as well, the way they played. They tried to muscle up against South Africa, didn't they, and not play rugby and hope. It got them one result, but lost yeah. them the other two tests. All right. Alan, good stuff. Thanks, Cheers, William. Thanks, lads. OTB AM. With Gillette, get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.